Welcome to Parent Talk Podcasts, where experienced parents and expert guests give tips and tricks on making parenting a breeze. Well, at least a little easier. Now here is your host, Genevieve Kyle, and co-host, Heather Fox. Hi everyone, and welcome to Parent Talk, broadcasting out of the greater Vancouver area. We're here to inform, educate, and support parents from the early years and beyond. Our show, it's a great way to expand your village and fill your parental toolbox with as many resources as possible. I'm Genevieve Kyle. I'm your host here on Parent Talk, as well as on the Parent Parle, which is Parent Talk New French Edition. I'm 43-year-old, and I'm a mom of two boys, Alexandre, who is getting close to three, and Nathan, who is one-year-old. Today, we are talking about is fluoride for your family, a topic that I'm very familiar with because like our guest here today, I'm also a registered dental hygienist of 25 years. So let's go around the table and introduce ourselves. Hi everyone, my name is Heather Fox and I'm co-host here on Parent Talk. I am 41 years old and mom to Hudson, who is two and a half, and Madeline, who is four months old. Hi, everyone. I'm Shannon Derrick. I'm 29 years old and a mom to a three-year-old and a one-year-old as well. I'm also a registered dental hygienist. Hi, everyone. My name is Cheryl Lee. I'm 33 years old and I'm a registered dental hygienist and I have two little ones who are three and one. Hi, everyone. My name is Manro Ferraro. I'm also a registered dental hygienist. I have a little guy at home who's one and a half and one on the way. Well, thank you, ladies, for being here. So, Heather, um, can you read to us, actually, the definition of what is fluoride? All right. So, this comes to us from WebMD. So, fluoride is a mineral that occurs naturally in many foods and water. Every day, minerals are added to and lost from a tooth's enamel layer through two processes – demineralization and remineralization. Minerals are lost, which is demineralization, from a tooth enamel when acids formed from plaque bacteria and sugars in the mouth attack the, the enamel. Minerals such as fluoride, calcium, and phosphate are redeposited, which is the remineralization, to the enamel layer from the foods and waters consumed. Too much demineralization without enough remineralization to repair the enamel layer leads to tooth decay. So fluoride helps prevent tooth decay by making, to, making the tooth more resistant to acid attacks from plaque bacteria and sugars in the mouth. It also reverses early decay. And in children under six years of age, fluoride becomes incorporated into the development of permanent teeth, making it difficult for acids to demineralize the teeth. Fluoride also helps to remineralize as well as it disrupts acid production in already erupted teeth of both children and adults. Great. And um, let's go right away with Shannon. What is the Canadian Dental Association recommendation of fluoride? Uh, currently, the Canadian Dental Association's position is for children from birth to three years of age, they should have their teeth and gums brushed by an adult. The use of fluoridated toothpaste in the age group is determined by level of risk. 
parents should consult a health professional to determine whether a child up to three years of age is at risk of developing tooth decay. If such a risk exists, the child's teeth should be brushed by an adult using a minimal amount of toothpaste, so the size of a grain of rice or smaller. The use of fluoridated toothpaste in a small amount has been determined to achieve a balance between the benefits of fluoride and the risk of developing fluorosis. If there isn't a risk associated with cavities, um, the teeth should be brushed by an adult just using a moistened toothbrush with water. Now, it is a little bit different for children from three to six years of age. They should be assisted by an adult again in brushing their teeth and only a small amount of toothpaste, a fluoridated toothpaste as well, um, the size of a green pea. And they, of course, should always be supervised and until they've developed an appropriate manual dexterity, which at this point is usually around the 12 year mark. Mm -hmm. So I have, we're four dental hygienists around the table today. So I want to know for every single one of you, what are you guys doing with your family? What do you use for your children, for yourself? So let's start with Cheryl. So I have a three and a half year old son and I started using a over-the-counter Colgate toothpaste, kids' toothpaste, right from the get-go, right from when he got his first tooth. And I would put a rice grain size, just a little tiniest dab on on his toothbrush and just just brush his teeth. And I would let him have a turn and, and take the toothbrush and, you know, he'd be gumming it and and but at least he's getting used to the whole pattern of, of brushing his teeth, you know, waking up in the morning you know, he's, he's going to go brush his teeth before he goes and have breakfast. And then after dinner, having that same routine where you have your bath, you have your, you're going to brush your teeth, have a book and have the bet and then go to bed. So I think getting that routine in like in their mind and also for the parent to just have that, you know, one step next thing, you know, one, one comes after the next they just know it's going to happen and then it just makes it easier for them to get used to. Mm -hmm. And for you, Manru, what do you do with your family? Uh, so basically, um, I'm just trying to think when he was really little and I think when he had his first couple teeth pop out, we were still doing like a cloth um, in the bath on his teeth and then, you know, rubbing his tongue and all that, his cheeks and everything. And then... Uh, we, and then I use a finger toothbrush and I would put like the teeniest amount. And I did start without fluoride, like a toothpaste without fluoride for a little bit. And then I, I got a toothpaste that was, um, a, a Tom's like an all natural one. Um, but I did have to go to the States to get, um, it was, it's like a silly strawberry flavor. And that one actually had fluoride in it because I, I couldn't find one here that was natural that had fluoride in it with a, um, a kid's flavor. And so I just went and got it from the States. And so that's what we're using right now. And actually, I think just last week he saw me using my toothpaste, <laughs> which is just like a normal old Colgate. And, um, 
which has fluoride in it as well. And he wants that toothpaste now. So I think we're done with the silly strawberry. And now he uses my toothpaste, which I'll probably, I probably will go out and buy like the Tom's um, adult version with fluoride in it. But, you know, um, yeah, that's one he likes right now. And he's a year and a half. So all right. What I have been doing uh, with my son, Alex, is um, actually I started giving him um, a Tom's fluorided toothpaste when he was six months old. And Alex didn't have teeth until he was 10 and a half months old. So I started even though he did not have teeth because I'm aware that his teeth are already in formation in his gums. So, and I would put just a little bit and uh, I did not go to the state to get the baby version or the kids version. So I went right away with Tom's adult toothpaste. One of the thing I, um, I see a lot as a hygienist is uh, a lot of the kids says the, the toothpaste is spicy. They mean it's minty, but they are often refer to spicy. So I didn't want my son to, to not like mint. So I went right away for the adult mint version of Tom's. So I would do uh, in the morning after breakfast a little uh, rice size on his toothpaste and brush his teeth around. But I will always avoid doing it around his milk or formula, whatever you do. Um, it's just like that the fluoride um, gets absorbed, right? So what's the point of giving something to your children and they're not absorbing it? So that was my thinking behind it. So at night, the tricky part often is I would give Alex some... Uh, toothpaste with fluoride just a little bit and I'm aware then he would go to bed and he would have like breast milk or formula or whatever we were at at his at certain age and there's calcium right so you have to be careful if you're going to give him fluoride you probably want to maybe give it to him right after eating and then a little bit later then you give him his milk I find the timing sometimes it's a little bit hard but I try to be careful with that sometimes I actually I had I have put a little bit of toothpaste on my finger, just a teeny little bit like a rice grain size. And I actually just put it in his mouth. I rubbed it on his gum. So I know he would go like, nom, 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 nom. he liked it, right? So, so I would do this. Personally, this is kind of weird to say as a dental hygienist, but I'm not someone that likes toothpaste. I actually don't, do not like toothpaste at all. So my teeth are sensitive here and there. So I will use a Sensodyne Pronamel or I don't have a lot of recessions. So the Pronamel works for me here and there, but that's it. So I don't use a lot of toothpaste. I still brush and floss. I'm a good hygienist, but I don't use toothpaste daily. So when my teeth are too sensitive, I, yes, I do use personally a toothpaste with fluoride and my husband does the same thing. So for you, Heather, what do you do for your family? Yeah, so for Bruce and I, we have the regular old Crest Colgate, whatever happens to go on sale. Um, there you go. Or again, sometimes I have issues with sensitive teeth, so I'll use Sensodyne. Um, but it's always a fluoride toothpaste. Um, and then I was recommended to use fluoride with Hudson, but I didn't want to use um, the chemically kind of toothpaste with him. Um, but I also don't didn't really want to use a kid's toothpaste either because personally as a child when, or when I was a child, I always liked mint and I actually hated all the strawberry and bubble gum and I just thought they were kind of icky. So <laughs> I'm just, again, like Genevieve, went right to mint and I bought the Adult Tom's um, toothpaste with a mint um, and my good intentions are still sitting on the counter. <laughs> and you bought the one with fluoride, But right? I bought the one with fluoride. It's still on so the counter? It's still on the counter. <laughs> 
So I made the step of purchasing. I have not made the step of actually introducing him to it. So, but I do plan on giving, giving Hudson. It to him. Yes. All right. Yes. And for you, Shannon, what do you, what do you do for your family? Well, actually, in our household, we've foregone the toothpaste route. Um, I've actually started from age six months onwards with both my sons, um, starting off with fluoride supplements. So I use a tablet form of the the fluoride supplement, and um, I started off with the the minimal dosage required. based on what I had seen on the Canadian Dental Association. So starting at a 0.25 milligram, um, I've been crushing that up and rubbing it on my baby's teeth um, and gums and everything. We do brush twice a day as well on top of that. And because my son is three now, we've actually graduated him up to a higher dosage of the fluoride supplement, so a 0.5 milligram. And same thing, it's it, it's all about setting that routine with your kids. It is hard to, um, you know, the morning I find is the hardest, the struggle, uh, but just really getting your kids into a good rhythm of brushing right after eating their breakfast and then again at night eating after their, or brushing after their dinners. As a new mom, so if I wanted to go the route that you are going, Shannon, with these tablets, where would I get them? And if I'm going to be crushing them up for Hudson, do I make a paste with water or is it just the powder? How would I go about doing that? Um, first off, that you know, it's a personal choice for sure. So I would recommend talking to a dental um, health care professional, whether it be your dentist or dental hygienist. Um, but personally for me with the tablets, I've been able to either buy them online from well.ca, um, or I've also gone into my local shoppers and just asked the pharmacist. And do you make a paste as I said, or is it, sorry? Uh, yes. Um, so what I find works the best is that I crush up the tablet, um, just, you know, with anything around the house that I find, you know, mortal. (laughs) Couple spoons. (laughs) Exactly. Um, and then I take a moistened finger with water and then I just dip that into the, the powder and then I just rub on his gums and teeth. So you, 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 you put with your finger, you mean? Yes, okay. with a clean finger, of course. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> Don't want to introduce bacteria. And so at what point will you stop using that? Like at what age? So base, I've, I've just been following the guidelines um, from the, the Canadian Dental Association along with the American Dental Association. And you can keep going up until the age 16 um, just because, you know, wisdom teeth formation until, until that age. So that's, that's what we've chosen to do. Yeah. Another question. So if you are doing the tablets, does that mean you have to make sure you're using a toothpaste that does not have fluoride? Absolutely. I, you know, it's still out there whether or not, um, there are negative aspects of the fluoride having too much in excess. So I've foregone the toothpaste just so that I know exactly how much my child is getting. And with the tablets and having crushing them up, um, they're either getting the dosage that it says on the package or they're getting a little less. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to say here is in the Louis mainland of Vancouver, we do not have fluoride in our water because often I see that at the office and I think we all at one point 
uh, did see people that think that there's fluoride in the water, so they're not giving fluoride to their kids. But there's some places like Ontario and Alberta, Shannon, you were telling me now they're not having anymore, they, right? I believe it was as of 2014, they have taken it out of their water source as well. If you have fluoride in your water, then fluoride, uh, non-fluoridated toothpaste, and uh, you don't need to give any like supplements, right? Absolutely. Um, I would personally, I would forego supplements for sure. Um, and then again, with toothpaste, you know, just for personal preference with the topical aspects of it, it still is beneficial. But if you have a young child who's ingesting, then you probably want to um, take a look at that and assess the risk. Yeah. So Cheryl, uh, can you tell us the caries management recommendation uh, from the College of Dental Hygienists? Yeah. So on the College of Dental Hygienists of BC, there is a caries management by risk assessment and it's outlined uh, um, an age group. So the protocol for a one to two year old um, if they're in a low risk level, the recommended fluoride is um, just is just brushing twice a day. So so they they don't even mention using a fluoride toothpaste. If you're in a moderate risk um, level, then then it is recommended using a rice size of the fluoride toothpaste, uh, brushing twice a day, uh, as in addition to having a fluoride varnish twice a year. Now, if you're in the high-risk level, uh, the recommendation for fluoride is brushing twice a day with a rice size of uh, fluoride toothpaste, in addition to using a fluoride varnish two to four times a year. So the best thing to do is is, is see a dental professional. You know, when your your kid has his, his or her first tooth coming in, you know, just just have them have them go to your dentist and and just have like a look see and and uh, your dental professional whether it's the dentist or the dental hygienist they can assess you know the the family history of of caries and kind of and instruct you you know based on on maybe family history what what level of risk your child might be in mm-hmm. so if you're in an area with no fluoride in the water are we a high risk Yes, right. So anybody in the low mainland doesn't does not expose to fluoride in the water. It's in, it's in the high risk categories, right? And I think it's important we have to say here too today is around one year old. It is recommended to bring your child for a visual assessment at the dentist just to make sure you don't have any problem with like multiple caries problem or. They're not going to do very much, so do not expect to get a full checkup and don't get upset about it. They might, you might open his mouth, uh, you may have to tip him upside down and and have a little cry, and they'll look, and and that's all what's needed probably around one. As a non-hygienist, what was caries? I'm not sure what caries. Decay. Oh, de- decay. Dental decay caries. Cavities. 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 Yes. yes. Okay, I kept hearing the word caries. Yeah, caries is, means decay of cavities. Okay, so for all you bums out there that are not dental hygienists, <laughs> caries to know that. is dental decay. Yeah, cavities. 
Um, I just wanted to touch upon the, uh, the developing the risk as well. So yes, fluor- not having fluoride in our water is definitely a risk, but there are other things too that they look at, whether or not your child has defects in their teeth, like deep grooves, notches. Um, if they have cavities present already, like if you're seeing white, chalky, or dark areas in your child's mouth, if they're consuming a lot of sugar on a regular basis, if they're just uncooperative when you're trying to brush their teeth and you, you're you trying your best, but it's just not happening. Um, and if your child um, doesn't brush as often as once a day. Mm-hmm. So what's the impact of too much fluoride, Shannon? Now, there are studies out there that, you know, look at different risks associated, but um, from an article found on the Canadian Dental Association, they have no evidence to link fluoride with an increased risk of cancer, bone fractures, immunotoxicity, re- reproductive development, toxicity. Um, the only thing that they have found is skeletal fluorosis in an adverse effect associated with um, excessive fluoride exposure. So they looked at a study um, with an individual who had ingested 10 milligrams of fluoride per day for 10 years or more. And that's extreme, right? That is, like, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, is any of you guys are like concerned with too much fluoride? No. No? No, I'm not concerned at all. No, I don't think he's ingesting enough at all. <laughs> and for you, No, I feel the benefits outweigh the... Yeah. So I think is the main thing, right? The, the advantages outweigh the disadvantages. And I think, you know, if you're someone that doesn't feel comfortable with it, then it's okay, you know, like definitely bring it, bring it up with your dentist and your hygienist. And I always say to anybody, feel, you know, follow your gut feeling. If you don't feel right about this and if it's not for you, it's okay. You know what? It's, it's, your children's going to graduate <laughs> with or without fluoride. They may have a couple of extra cavities though, but that's it. <laughs> all right, ladies. Well, thank you, all of you. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you, Cheryl. Thank you, Manroop. And thank you, Heather, for being here. I think it's time for a conversation card. All right, ladies. Here's for some little fun. All right. So what would you most like to do for someone else if you had the money and time? Oh, I have thought about this so much, and this is going to sound terrible, but being a dental hygienist, my mom has always complained about her teeth and how she didn't get to have braces as a child. I would love to buy her a whole set of veneers for her front teeth so that she could feel really confident about her smile. Oh, that's good. Yeah, for you, Cheryl. That's so funny that you that you said that. <laughs> yeah, my mom, she has these old like 30-year-old crowns with like like PFMs, like the metal underneath the the porcelain. The PFM right, means like yeah. crown, like the, the like porcelain a metal fused crown. metal crowns, yeah. And she has like these uh like you can see the metal yes. like on her front teeth. So I think I would I would give her new crowns. <laughs> new smile, right? Mm-hmm. And for you, Manrup. I actually always dream about winning the lottery and what I would do, (laughs) always on my way to work. So um, I actually would build a huge house and then I would bring my mom to come and live with me and then she would never have to work and have a mortgage ever again. Yeah. 
I think I would do the same thing, uh, similar to Manroop. I would um, probably build a place for my family. And actually, you know what I would really do? That'd be really cool. I bring my entire family on the lifetime holiday, a crazy memory, like amazing, like Bora Bora or Fiji, like, and, and I would take like every single person of my family with me, all paid for. <laughs> yeah. All right, ladies. Well, I want to say thank you again, Cheryl, Heather, and Shannon and Manrup for being here. Thank you for your contribution in other parents' lives. For our listeners, the conversation continues on our website at parenttalk.ca. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook, and you can subscribe to this podcast on our website or on iTunes so you don't miss an episode of Parent Talk. And don't forget to review us on iTunes. Remember, There's nothing more powerful than feeling supported by a community of parents by sharing your thoughts, ideas, and experiences. Thank you for listening, and have a great week. The views and or opinions of the host and their guests are not necessarily those of Parent Talk and should not be considered as fact. The information offered is believed to be accurate but is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be used for diagnosing or treating any health issue or prescribing medication. If you have any questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your child, please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare practitioner. Thank you.